And now, coming to you from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting throughout the multiverse, the Nine Realms, Niflheim, Svartalfheim, Olympus, Nidaveller, basically anywhere that has the internet, really, we proudly present Radio Free Asgard. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 238 of the Only Thor podcast hosted by True Descendant of Odin. My name is Tom Harris, and I'm your host. Welcome along to the show. So lots of Thor news over the last couple weeks, folks, as we have a veritable deluge of images coming out from the set of Thor Ragnarok. We've got Asgardian selfies. We have got uh, obvious uh, shooting scenes being leaked out uh, to the press. We've got Anthony Hopkins dressed as a hobo. We have got, not to spoil anything, but it looks like we may have a cameo by another Marvel solo movie star uh, in the, the form of Doctor Strange. We've even seen a little bit of Hela in costume without her big old antlers. And I will say, though, she was a little bit hard to see in that photo. It was an awfully small image. But anyway, yeah, so cool stuff coming out. Can't say legitimately that there is no Thor news this week because there certainly is a lot of Thor news coming out. It, it almost seems like... um. They're leaking it on purpose. and <laughs> Oh, and not to mention, we've seen the Hulk in gladiator armor. So I guess that kind of confirms this whole Planet Hulk thing that they've got going on. Anyway, so um, yeah, so tons of stuff going on. I don't know. Is this making you more excited for Thor Ragnarok or is it making you less excited for Thor Ragnarok? I would really like to know. I, I'm of the, the opinion that too much leakage is probably a bad thing. And you need to leave some mystery for the movie, right? Leave room for some surprises in the movie, right? Anyway, that's just kind of my two cents. And, you know, I don't know. I could be completely wrong in it, but I don't think so. I don't really don't think I am. All right. So, uh, yeah, moving on. We actually are covering another Son of Asgard issue this week. So let's just go ahead and move along to our review. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard. This week we are once again looking at Thor, Son of Asgard, issue number two. Has a cover date of May of 2004. Cover price $2.99 in the U.S., $4.25 in Canada. Cover artist by Adi Granov and shows young Thor. Looks in this picture to be 16-ish, 17-ish, facing the camera, sword in hand looking like he is getting ready to strike, and he's got the sort of uh, 1980s-style rat tail, uh, ponytail thing sticking off the back of his head. But a beautiful painted cover here by Adi Granov. And we open up to the splash page, where we have a little bit of narration here. Welcome to A Tale of Asgard. Thor, the Prince of Asgard, is a brash and impetuous youth, never one to consider who he is or what he has. Thor's mind is always on who he will one day be and what the future holds for him. He feels he lives in the shadow of his father Odin, ruler of Asgard, 
and hopes he can escape that fate through noble deeds and valiant acts. In order to prove himself worthy of the destiny he covets, Thor sneaks into the Imperial Armory with his friends Baldur and Sif. Wudgen holds that whoever can lift the mighty Uru hammer Mjolnir will possess great power. But try as he might, Thor cannot budge the hammer. Before he and his friends can sneak away from their failure, Thor's jealous half-brother Loki transforms three spiders into gargantuan arachnid beasts and unleashes them on the trio, as we saw last issue. Working as a team, Thor and his friends use the weapons around them to defeat their eight-legged foes. Fearing punishment for their actions, the teens are surprised to win praise from Odin himself for their heroics in battle. Having now proven themselves accomplished warriors, Odin asks the valiant youths to undertake a quest on his behalf. They must travel Asgard in search of four mystic elements that he will use to forge an enchanted sword. Without consulting Baldur or Sif, Thor brashly accepts the quest on their behalf, which does not sit well with the young warriors. It is with mixed emotions that Thor, Baldur, and Sif set out on Odin's quest in search of the first element their liege requires, a scale from the hide of the dragon, Hakarel. Part 2, The Heat of Hakarel. Akira Yoshida was the writer, Greg Tocini was the penciler, Jay Lyston was the inker, Guru EFX was the colorist, VC's Randy Gentile, or Gentile was the letterer, Adi Granoff did the cover, like we said. Mackenzie Cadenhead is the editor. Ralph Macchio and C.B. Sabulski are the consulting editors. Joe Casada was the editor-in-chief, and Dan Buckley is the publisher. And we open up to a splash page of the three young warriors, our three musketeers, as it were, setting off through, looks like some sort of a weird canyon sort of thing. And we find that this is the Hidden Hills of Asgard. And we don't have any dialogue for the first uh, page or so. But we see that they're all there and, you know, making their way. And they see some, you know, dead remains and stuff. And uh, you can kind of tell that the, the, the uh, companions here are not too happy with Thor. And finally, Thor just kind of snaps here. Enough with the silent treatment. We're friends. We speak our minds. Let's clear the air here. Daggers your eyes have been silently shooting into my back are starting to take their toll. You're right, Thor. We are friends. But friends usually like to be asked their opinions before being dragged into situations they may not particularly care for, says Balder. What are you saying, Balder? You don't want to come on this quest? You would have preferred to hide at home rather than join the adventure Odin has set us on? I believe what Balder is getting at is that we would have appreciated having some say in the matter. Our lives are our own. The choice would have been ours. You know Sif and I would follow you through the gates of hell, Thor, but we would prefer to do it of our own free will. You jumped at the chance to go on this quest just to please your father. You never once asked us if we wanted to come along with you. You just assumed we would. You, you, my two closest friends would refuse to be part of the challenge of this great journey, even when asked by Odin? That's just the point, Thor. Like we were never asked. We weren't even given the chance to refuse. This isn't about courage or pride. It's about respect. The respect one friend has for another to ask for her help rather than simply assume it. Of all the sons of Asgard, says Thor, I would never have expected this of you, Balder. A true warrior would never refuse a challenge set forth by Lord Odin. And what of this daughter of Asgard, says Sif? Does the fact that I'm female make me any less of a warrior than either of you? 
You think that I'm just some girl unfit for such a masculine escapade? You think I'm here to simply tag along as you two fight the battles and claim Odin's prize? I say thee nay, says Sif, and she uh, draws her sword, and she's slashing at a, a tree, chopping off a branch, tree murderer. And uh, <laughs> so she's like, I say thee nay, and I'll take the lead from here on out. You men in your directions, you've probably gotten us lost anyway. And Thor and Balder just kind of look at each other and shrug and like, <laughs> well, let's get going then, says Balder. We shouldn't let her get too far ahead. Our conversation's not over yet, Balder. There are still things we need to discuss. And uh, they run into the back of Sif, who had been leading them on. And they are obviously looking at something huge. And it's casting a big shadow over them. And it's this great big dragon. And they're in this sort of canyon thing. And it opens out um, to this big clearing. We see some ruined buildings with sort of vines crawling up them. But it's this big white dragon. He's got fire coming out of his mouth. And he's got uh, big old green eyes. And looks, uh, looks pretty tough. But a beautiful uh, double-page spread here. And the three of them just kind of stand there and gawk at the uh, dragon. And the dragon says, Looking for me? And the, the three of them are like gasping. It's like, oh. And the dragon's laughing. <laughs> they didn't tell you I could speak, did they? Well, I guess these are the last words you will ever hear. And he goes, flash. And he belches a big, huge cloud of fire at them through his mouth. And the three of them dodge the fire, jumping off uh, the cliff and kind of into a, a hollow protected area. And Sif is like, this is not at all what I expected. He was waiting for us, says Balder. He knew we were coming. It doesn't really matter why he's here, says Thor. The fact of the matter is the dragon Hakarel is there. Odin asked us to collect a scale from his impenetrable hide, and that's what we're going to do. His presence here only makes our task that much easier. Thor, wait, one of them says, I don't know which. And Thor gets up onto uh, top of this uh, kind of rock spire thing, and uh, the rocks are on fire around them. He's holding his shield in one hand. He's got his uh, sword out. I am Thor, son of Odin. On behalf of my father, ruler of all Asgard, I command you to cease your attack and comply with my requests. I know who you are, naive young whelp. It is you who had no idea who you are dealing with. And the dragon shoots more fire at them with a whoosh, knocks Thor off the rock with a, a swipe of his claw, and stomps him, basically. Thor uh, turns around, and yeah, I guess he's okay, and he's like, Sif, Balder! And Sif is like, we're all right. Turn your attention back to the dragon. Thor, look out, says Balder. And Thor gets whacked with the dragon's tail, gets knocked back with a wham. And, and Thor seems to be stunned, gets knocked up against the, uh, the sand of the canyon here with a fursh. And um, Sif is like, Thor. And Balder, the ever brave, leaps forward. He's like, face me, Hakarel. And... Uh, Hakarel is whipping his tail around. Balder manages to, to dodge it. Sif not so lucky. She gets whapped by the tail, knocked over with a thwoom. But Balder is underneath the dragon at this point and uh, is starting to slice at him a little bit with a sword. Sif is trying to get her footing, but uh, 
He has to dodge the uh, the dragon again. He slams down in one of his great taloned claws with a big old crack. Sends Sif flying. Um, and Balder sees that, and he goes to defend Sif, and he's like, Sif! And Sif is like, stop treating me like some frail flower, Balder. You can trust me to hold my own. Look out behind you! And Hakarel is coming up behind Balder, and he's got fire burning in his gullet. Looks like he might be getting ready to shoot fire again. And he's like, you're mine now, godling. But uh, Balder does this sort of a, a acrobatic flip thing over the dragon's head. And he's like, not just yet, fire breather. And he strikes at uh, Hakarel's neck with his sword, but doesn't really have a lot of effect, it, but he does uh, stun the dragon a little bit. Dragon goes, Rargh! and he's, he's trying to whap it at Balder with his tail, but uh, is uh, managing to miss him. And we have uh, Sif behind, and she yells out, and don't forget about me, beast! And uh, Balder is heading towards Thor, who's kind of still laying there stunned in the sand, and Hakarel breathes a little bit of fire at uh, Sif with a fwash. And Sif does this sort of funny flip thing. We're, we're seeing a lot of this funny flip thing. Uh, we'll talk about that maybe at the end. Um, but, uh, you know, she seems to be okay. And um, Balder gets to Thor and he's like, Thor, you're too young to feel Hela's touch just yet. Say something, my friend. What are you doing here with, with me when there's still a battle to be fought and won out there, says Thor. Ah, I see the blow has done nothing to rattle your mental facilities, says Balder. And uh, Thor gets up and he's kind of brushing himself off. He says, please, Balder, it's your cunning, not your sarcasm that we require now. Sif needs our help. We're being sloppy in our attacks, not fighting as the team that beat the spiders in Odin's castle. What do you think we should do? And we see uh, in the background that, that uh, Sif is managing to dodge the uh, dragon's attacks. If Sif can hold her own for a bit longer, I have an idea, says Balder. But one of us is going to have to mount the dragon's head. And how do you propose we do that, says Thor? Fly? And Balder points. He says, no, climb. And uh, so they uh, formulate a plan, apparently. And while the dragon is facing off against Sif, we have uh, Balder, and he's running up behind the dragon underneath, and he's slicing at the dragon's foot. And uh, the dragon's going, because he's, he's hurt. And Baldur's like, Thor, go now. Sif, quickly, grab your bow. Aim for its head. And uh, Hakarl is, is hearing all of this, obviously. And he says, my hide is impenetrable. There is nothing the maiden can do to hurt me. And three arrows fly out. Thing, thing, thing. Shish, chock, chock, chock. Right in the dragon's ear. So obviously kind of a sensitive area there. Is that so, says Sif. What about those sweet nothings in your ear then? I bet they hurt. Ha! Impenetrable, you say, Hakarel. While Lady Sif lacerates your lobes, I bet I can also bring a twinkle to your toes. And Balder takes his sword and he drives it into the webbing between Hakarel's toes with a thwack. And Hakarel's like, Rawr! And Sif is still shooting arrows, and Thor's here in the background climbing up the cliff. Uh, obviously, he's going to be jumping down on the dragon's head. And Thor is saying out loud, Looks like Sif and Balder are having a bit too much fun down there. I'd say it's time for me to enter the fray again. It's time for me to bring this battle to an end. 
and he's climbing up on under the crags and Balder says, Thor's almost reached his perch. Come on, Sif. We have to lure Hakarel that way. So they go running off and Hakarel, of course, is following them and we see Thor standing up on this sort of spire thing above and I guess Hakarel hasn't really noticed him up there. And Thor says, Spirits of the Vanna, grant me your wings. And as Hakarel gets below him, Thor leaps. He's got his uh, sword in both hands like he's just going to strike straight downward through the uh, a dragon's head. And he shouts out, For Asgard! And he uh, got a get a full page spread here of, of Thor. And he comes down right on the, the dragon's snout, drives his sword in with a chuck. And we have, um, you know, the, the, the nose of the, the dragon is kind of bleeding out. And we, there's fire spilling out of the, the dragon's mouth. And he, we see Thor is kind of twisting his sword in there. And the dragon falls with a thrump. There's a giant noise. And uh, it looks like he's, uh, he's down. And we see Thor, he's trying to pull his sword out of the, uh, <laughs> of the dragon's head. And uh, Balder and Sif come running up with their swords in the air, shouting and saying, You did it, Thor! That's the way to strike a blow, says Balder. You brought down the dragon, says Sif. No, I didn't win this fight alone. The victory is ours, says Thor. Your strategy was sound, Balder. I should have consulted with you before rushing into battle. But next time you can run while I distract the dragon. I hope you didn't think I was running scared, Sif. Never doubt my integrity and skills as a warrior, and I'll never insult yours again. You've proven yourself our equal more times than I can count. If you hadn't held your own against Hakarel today, we might not be standing here victorious. Can you both forgive me for my earlier attitude and actions? I was a fool, and only succeeded in driving us apart. Let this victory bring harmony back to the group again. Let's unite our swords as a symbol of our unbreakable bond. And the three of them pull their swords out. And Thor's, of course, is covered with the uh, black blood of the, the dragon. And the others cross their swords and they hold them up like the three musketeers. <laughs> Instead of all for one and one for all, they shout, For Asgard! Now, uh, Balder says, We should hurry up and remove a scale from the dragon's hide. While Thor's blow did hit Hakarel's weak spot, it didn't kill him. He's still breathing. He'd better keep his eyes shut while this trio of Asgard finest is around, says Thor. How do you think Hakarel knew to be here in the first place, says Balder? It did seem as if he was expecting us. These are the hidden hills, Balder, says Sif. The lands where dragons dwell. It's only natural he was here. Like, duh. So they say, says Balder. But have you seen a single other dragon around? Are you suggesting that someone told Hakarel we were coming, says Thor? Impossible! No one but Odin knows of this quest. And we get a glimpse up uh, another one of these spires in, in the uh, valley here. And we see Loki. And he's like, almost no one. We have an um, image here of Loki and there's little ripples appearing. So we, we've got somebody watching through a cosmic voyeuroscope as this is going on, watching, watching the three of them. And we close out with an image of, of Thor holding up one of the scales of the dragon. And he is flanked on either side by Balder and Sif. And we hear a voice. Well done, young warriors. The royal blood of Asgard courses through your veins. Odin was right to trust that you were ready to face the wilds of Asgard on your own. 
But as your Lord and Father shall soon learn, those we hold dearest in our hearts are often the ones that will lead us to ruin. <laughs> to be continued. And that was Thor, son of Asgard. Number two. And we will have, of course, a few things to say about this issue right after this message. So which is the hottest Marvel character? Iron Man. Ant-Man. I can't decide between Professor X and Magneto, so both. Loki. Is Wolverine Marvel? What about uh, White Tiger? What about uh, White Tiger? Uh, <laughs> Doc Samson. Who's he? Star Fox. That's a video game. The girls go on a journey to determine every Marvel character's hotness in Ohatmu or Not, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe podcast you didn't know you wanted. Available on iTunes and at fireandwaterpodcast.com. And we're back. And of course, we do have a few things to say about the issue. First of all, um, hitting us over the head with the message much, folks? Yeah, the the message is a little bit obvious and and a little bit Saturday morning cartoonish, sort of like uh, stick together and you can accomplish everything. You know, um, you know, it, it is a rather simplistic message. But that being said, I think the story is is reasonably well told. I, I like the way that you know, it, even though it is a simplistic message, they are actually progressing with the the story. It's all rather predictable at this point, but whether it remains this predictable, I don't know. Um, Art-wise, I'm liking the art for the most part. I do have a few little quibbles, and I know that, uh, you know, I I mentioned it earlier, but I'm just going to say it out loud here. This particular artist seems to have some pretty severe limitations as far as the kind of action poses that he does. And we have... um, also, this kind of an issue with faces that this, uh, this artist has. Other than Thor, all the faces are pretty much the same. Now, that might not seem too much of an issue, except that we have, you know, Sif and Baldur's face kind of just looking the same. So, you know, I, I understand they're teenagers and, and therefore, you know, a little bit, you know, a little bit more androgynous or whatever. But the, the faces kind of last lack that distinctiveness we do get thor looking a little bit different from them and and it's not just the hair it does seem as though he he actually did go to some effort to differentiate thor from the other two um we have these weird flips and acrobatic moves that kind of the same every time so again you know he's got a fairly limited repertoire and sort of the action poses but you know I, i can only see that that might improve a little bit uh, something I noticed about the uh, Sif's costume as we go through this, Sif is, has this sort of uh, arm thing that she's wearing. It's very much like Princess Projector from the Legion of Superheroes. I just thought I might mention that. But overall, I like the, the looks of the characters. I like the way that, that they're portrayed. You know, they're youthful without looking too young or too old. I mean, I think he, he kind of was striking that later teens sort of time. Though I get the idea that they're actually supposed to be a bit younger than that. Anyway, I think they look, the dragon looks awesome. I think that that's probably of, of everything in this issue is really the high point for me is uh, this dragon, Hakarel. He looks great. He looks great throughout. The artist obviously had a really 
very good idea of of how this dragon looks of the way his anatomy looks how his wings attach to his body how his head looks you know all of this is very consistent throughout and he did a great job of making the dragon consistent this is one of those things where i used to make fun of jack kirby for not being consistent about you know he'd draw a really complex looking creature and then every panel looked completely different because he just couldn't duplicate it and here i think the artist did a really good job of uh, making this look really, really good. So have no problem with this one, folks. I, I really like it a lot. All right. And with that, that's about it for this week. Thanks again, folks, very much for listening. I hope that you contact us. You can do so by emailing the show. The email address is radiofreeasgard at gmail.com. You can also join us on the Facebook group. Just look for Radio Free Asgard on Facebook and you will find us. So now I am back across the Rainbow Bridge and through this little narrow valley where there's a um, somewhat stunned dragon missing a scale off his head. And we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. You have been listening to Radio Free Asgard, a production of Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The Mighty Thor and all associated characters are mostly copyright Marvel Comics. The stories presented are done so for educational, review, and entertainment purposes only. No ownership is implied. The silly voices, however, well, they're all me. Musical selections from Eden, the Invincible Sword of the Elfsmith, are copyright Mott's Vent and are used with permission. If you like what you've heard on the show, we hope you'll leave us a review on iTunes, tell your friends, or even join our Facebook group. We really love hearing from our listeners, and we appreciate all of your support. Thanks once again very much for listening to Radio Free Asgard.